So we're here. Ross, Ross just wallops his head off the uh, an overhead lamp on the table. <laughs> yes, here we are. Good morning, Rotterdam. This is not a test. This is not rock and roll. This is higher fidelity, and that is a reference to Good Morning, morning Vietnam. Vietnam the film. And a throwback to us being in Rotterdam as we are in we're, Amsterdam. Yeah. We're not. We're in Gastronomy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit, I ruined that. Right. It has a nice ring to it. You're very welcome to episode 27 of Higher Fidelity uh, here live from Amsterdam. Castricum. Yes, that place. I'm Pete. I'm Evan. I'm Becky. I'm Sam. And I'm Ross. And we are the Zen Arcade and we are here at midnight on the 30th of October. It's actually just gone your birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> uh, That's hilarious. Because yeah, my watch is an hour behind, so yeah. I was like, oh, it's half 11. It's your birthday, 25 and half an hour. I'm 25 right the fuck now. Right. Brilliant episode. Uh, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to guess my present for you now oh, while wow. we're here. Have you got the presents Sorry. as well? Have you got what are the bits? Okay, should yeah, we get them now and do, do like a present haul on the podcast? Pod. That wasn't even... Oh my God, I've been showered with this affection. I wasn't <laughs> expecting this. You didn't get me in, no. It's a shared gift. Okay. Right. right Becky and... What order did you want to do then? This is from all of us and I think you know what these Okay. Are. Oh, well then, I have a fair... Uh, yes, I think I was actually... There gonna, is a box being I, handed over. I think over. I was going to ask where the fuck were these actually. Yeah. <laughs> ah, they look fucking brilliant. What are they? A pair of red sneaks. pair of red kicks. Americana style footwear. Sneakers, runners, whatever Basketball you want to call them. Basketball boots. Chucks. Chucks. Cons. They smell... Sliders. Lovely. They smell like Woody's DIY. Fresh boot smell. That, there's no better bang. Yeah, why? There's no better boot in better boot. Best we, we all got low we all got low cut yeah. blue pairs as well. And they're so for the folks at home, these are a pair of Converse style runners, but they've got a kind of a 70s e 50s e overtone, much like the ones that Pete has worn for many years that yep. we've long admired. These actually have a soul. They do. Though, whereas the ones <laughs> yeah. I have are just... You destroyed the souls of them and that in turn has destroyed your my soul. soul. I remember you describing walking on a cobble street in those shoes to me. As being not fun. Yeah. <laughs> as, as, negatively. But these look amazing. Thanks so yeah. much. They're Brilliant. Fantastic. This, this, this is just small sold today. Ah. Be part of the collection. That's absolutely excellent. What is it, Ev? My sister has just handed me uh, uh, the Searcher Smash Hits on vinyl featuring uh, the Frank Allen lineup. Uh, the first lineup after... Tony Jackson left. Yeah. Some say after Tony left, all the magic disappeared. Some say after Tony was kicked out. Yeah, the some, magic disappeared. Some here would agree. All here would agree. A lot here would, yeah. agree. Lot would yeah. agree. We do like Freddie Highmore, the guy who came in though. <laughs> He, I always think he looks in that live beat. He oh looks my like god, Hymer, I thought yeah. that, that was you making a Pete in it like never before. <laughs> the searchers, this is a lovely addition to the collection. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, what the hell is this? A nice uh, photo of some, <laughs> yeah, of photo, some men. A photo with a message on the back. Lovely photo. Read it out. So, dear Evan, wishing you a very happy birthday. Happy birthday, everybody. Do it. <laughs> happy birthday, everybody. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Give me a prolonged note. Oh, yeah. Come on, Johnny, baby. Doesn't matter. Don't worry. Happy birthday, everyone. Come on. Happy baby. Happy baby. Happy baby. <laughs> Love from Mr. Sam. Yes. Not, I added the Mr., but... <laughs> and... 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I haven't thought about that song in ages. Give us a look. Tremolos. Is it, I've is got it? a Tremolos picture sleeve here, courtesy of Sam. Right wheel, left hammer sham. Happy birthday, baby. <laughs> That's incredibly thoughtful. Thank you very much. Great fucking picture sleeve. The lad's all looking rough as fuck. That's <laughs> <laughs> all you can say. Looking hairy as can be. Ev, I dare to say I do have a card for you, but you walked with us. While like, it, it was, was on me, so I haven't written it yet. Classic dilemma. I haven't written the card yet. Yeah, so <laughs> just in case it, I'm, not, I'm handing there. you nothing now. So My present, which you'll see in a second, is exquisitely wrapped. Yes. Happened to be in my bag when I asked Ross to fetch something from my bag in Rotterdam, and you pulled it out and left it on the bed in the room while you were there. Ooh. But look at how well wrapped it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's not you toilet paper. You mummified it, Pete. Yeah, it is. Yeah, spooky. It is. Uh, wrapped in tissue for the people at home. I was totally oblivious anyway. You got well, I went back to the room and I was like, I was furious. You got away with it. Oh, fantastic. It's a bloody belt with a converse buckle on it. bloody belt with the bloody shoes. And, and Ev, you, you even said, oh, that's really cool. Did you say it was cool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I must have thought it was yours at the time then. No, because you, no, you said it to Pete. You said, Pete, where'd you get that? Really he didn't say it to cool. me. Yeah. No, I came back into the room and was like, fuck that belt on the fucking table. Man, Shit. We all, He's going to have seen my present. We were all so fucked back then. I don't even know. Yeah, what, oh my what. God. <laughs> We've been fucked since Jump Street. I didn't know whose Sunday was. Um, <laughs> I love that, Pete, again. Ma- wonderfully thoughtful. Because look at it again. I haven't looked at it since I bought it. Yeah, it's cool. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> confirmed matches the shoes uh, that you just got matches the shoes the curtain matches the dreams all wonderful gifts all very me happy, yeah. happy birthday happy to birthday. you happy birthday, birthday happy birthday, birthday. Thank, thank you happy you. birthday thank you happy birthday <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll explain that in a second so yes we are here it is just at half twelve in uh, Castricum a city outside of Rotterdam we've been here for the last two weeks and we're actually playing a city, city. what did I say you said city. Outside of Rotterdam, town outside of Amsterdam. <laughs> it's a it's a domicile. It's a place a place yeah. of habitation that we are currently in outside of the city of Amsterdam. It's We've been here for two weeks and we're playing a show tomorrow. <laughs> playing a show tomorrow at London Calling. Now our trip started here uh, doing three days in Rotterdam, where we did the people who remember the last episode of the podcast was done with Joe and the Shit Boys live. In, from Rotterdam, and it was the first in time Rotown. we in Rotown, a great cafe there, and uh, we had a trigger pad for the yeah, for where the. Where was it, Scoob? Brown Raggy. Evan, tell them your joke about the Rotown cafe. Just at a Scooby Doo. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Rotown Cafe. I remarked to you all that it bears a very striking resemblance to Scooby Doo's favorite genre of music. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that That was the last episode That went out uh, Thanks for all For taking the patience To listen to that We had Joe and the shit boys on Who were a delight <laughs> I, you know, I yeah, no, genuinely I didn't, like that. I, I didn't like that episode at It was all. awful it was, we, had a, we had a man Standing beside us Be like being, You have to play now In a bit We didn't. We, we weren't given enough time To do what we wanted to do And all that stuff so. It was Ram It was Ram Shackler um, So that episode happened We didn't actually get Talking about the stuff Prior to that month Because that live episode was just, just kind of had to happen As it was We haven't even spoken about And I'm going way back here the DCU gig we did, oh, the Freshers Week gig we did. You know, there's a few points I want to bring. We basically played a Freshers gig in DCU, Dublin City University, Becky's alma mater. Yes. Played a show there. Did, it was a half an hour set uh, at about 10 o'clock at night. Students had been drinking the entire day. It was a glorious experience. Mm-hmm. There was an ascension of some kind. Ascension millennium. I believe we sent it on the night. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Dushed. Dushed. So there was, it was an amazing show. Uh, I did it was make... an amazing show relatively out of nowhere. If you know oh, no, the I mean. crowd went yeah. crazy. It was the first time we played to a standing crowd that could move as, yeah, as yeah, this yeah. band. Uh, yeah. and, and fuck, they moved. They was... delivered. The mosh pit was huge. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to sing and I just kept laughing. I couldn't believe what I was saying. Yeah. yeah, so I made the mistake slash had the good fortune to remember to record the gig. And there's a few points I want to bring up. <laughs> What was that? language was that? I haven't been in. Scatting. What was that? Oh, 
What is that? I just say good man for playing you. Two tracks go off without a hitch. It's great. Then we get to a daily today, and in classic form, I fuck it. You haven't heard this yet. Oh dear, not so. Freshers week, we do actually have one of your own on the stage. Becky Walsh was a student there. Yeah. And she, do you want to say hello to the people? Hello to my people. We are the Zen Arcade. This next track is called A Day Like Today. And it's for Eva Mohan. It's for Eva Mohan. Her favourite TV series of all time is A Day Like Today. DC who? DC? Who? DC? Right. So, as I say, you can feel the hum of excitement. You can feel it. Palpable. We've just introduced ourselves to the crowd. The crowd is going mental. There's been a few roars. We are on high dough. And then we're like, we're like, cool. We're gonna crack into this fucking gem. Oh! Four key changes. Oh my god. <laughs> I fucked it. I destroyed it. From jam to sham. <laughs> you played it upside down, my man. Get your key, Pete. I fucked your that. Key. That was a mess. Can I hear that again? I can't believe that. You made up a new song there. It's like Nick Jonas' solo. I <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Cardiac life. <laughs> it is. You know, you've done something ingenious there, Pete. Yeah. There's the chord shifts yeah. going into uncharted territory. But anyway, so that that was all great. And then um, later on, we come to do a new UFO, which is a highlight of the set for us mm -hmm. playing wise. And uh, it's become a thing now for us to do the roar the one, two, three, fours at the beginning of that track, yeah. courtesy of Sam. It's a great idea you had actually because they counting in the song. It's actually a good idea. Yeah, I know. It's weird people don't do that more. No, it's weird that the bass player like in a band just like roaring one, two, three, four before the band kicks into the track. It's great. Yes, Matt, I have to bring the energy, man. If no one else is going to do it, like what can I say? <laughs> I am punk. I invented oh punk. It's very funny. I find that really, really funny. Uh, again, so on the day-to-day -day camera as well, I, I filmed some stuff while I was on stage, and the audio is clipping. I'm sure. <laughs> it is fucking mental. I have the back up here. Oh. Oh. I was ready to hear this. Give us a fucking blast. Is fucking deep fried. I'm absolutely blown away that the camera mic works after that. That it didn't. <laughs> do we know him. that it does? <laughs> Maybe. Right. So that was the DCU gig, which was great. Followed by uh, a huge celebration to quote Charles II from Horrible Histories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so we came over then to do Left of the Dial Festival in Rotterdam. Those two shows were great. We did one on Thursday, one on the Saturday, and then the live podcast episode in between as well. That was all great. The first show was in a church and was boomy as fuck. What was it called? Like every, every time I've tried to tell someone. Arminius. Arminius. Arminius it was called, yeah. But it was amazing. the festival was great. It was a whole vegan festival which was great and we were all fed really well which was brilliant. All that sort of stuff. Vegan kip burgers. Vegan kip burgers Vegan kip burgers. Days. Oh, delicious. And the place was really nice as well. We were on a really a hotel near a cool street and it was, we were looked after very, very well. Did we eat nice food, Ross? I can't remember. Uh, um, 
I don't think so. But we did the first show was cut short. Forty. It was a forty-minute set to cut down to thirty wisely by me because a string broke and Indeed. I realized I don't have this the requisite skills to we, play on. It was an A string. To, to my defense, an A string is very hard to play. We were without. marooned without it. We played too many power chords to sacrifice <laughs> an A string. Yeah, so the two shows went well, and then so we went from there. We finished. Uh, in Rotterdam on the 17th and came to Castricum and we've been living in a house that we've christened Vig 2 because yeah. the housing cabin back in March we've christened Vig 1 and we've been living here cohabitating which has been great fun and literally now um, uh, Evan is literally just in the door you, you flew you flew in two hours ago literally returned I've literally turned 25 I haven't done anything that hasn't been immediate yeah, <laughs> yeah. and we announced our brand new single today as well yeah. which is, which, so it's a big a fucking day it's a big day now, and don't say a word came out on my birthday last year yeah so it's been so a year. We Happy birthday, guys. Yeah. Two yeah. things, one song, one man. So now we're, we're in the, de- the death rattle of our time here in Castricum, uh, mm-hmm. and fair to say we have capitalised on us. But we have. there's been a few things that have happened. One, one thing, one of the big things that's happened is that we have become obsessed with a TV show called BattleBots. I went away to Paris for two days, came back to see you knee-deep in season two of BattleBots, yeah. and you had all the terminology down. You are like, what is Tombstone? Do? You, can't, you can't have this, the red spinner when you're going ups against fucking, you know... You need a Shremec, basically, to yeah. succeed a self-riding mechanism. Or your toast. I'd never heard. <laughs> See, that's or you've what, had it. That's what I landed into, and I was like, I love these. Are that in with the fucking like the, the minutia and the, the stuff that goes on with the show? I'd never heard of a drum spinner until four days ago, and I've heard it at least. 300 times since then and it's, it's, an, it's an amazing show we, we ha- we, I got involved in it as well and Becky did as well so that was our morning routine for a while was to get up and watch a load of battle bots it was amazing it's a, it's a, it's a poor man's robot wars but also it's it's an American robot American wars it's the American version yeah. but it's the robots are higher powered yeah. like they, yeah. these robots are getting fucked about there's the a lot more destruction yeah. explosions <laughs> absolute explosions but there was one bot we can't we also all love Tombstone Tombstone's our guy yeah. Tombstone is the best Tombstone is the best he's the scariest he's sure. just a little small spinner he's just a fucking he's just a spinner he's just got a big blade and he just destroys everything yeah. and it's really fun and cool one of the judges is a, is a woman called Jessica Chobot and yeah. she landed on her fucking feet with that surname on a robot competition and there's a guy called Farouk there's about eight presenters of this show because there's two oh no you would not believe the amount of presenters yeah. like there's there's three judges like four presenters like and uh, the Kenny, hype man Kenny Florian okay do you say his name yeah Kenny yeah. Florian I'm respect. sorry Kenny okay. Florian and Chris Rose okay Chris Rose Chris and Kenny Rose. Florian yeah. Yeah. just call them the presenters yeah, you have to say their names but then we've got this thing about so like you've got the two guys yeah the two the two chaps and a woman then who they, they can do all like the preamble Sam stuff is Sam is the girl's name yeah and then they cut down to yeah, the, does the judges as well then we've got a guy called Farouk who's like the hype the hype man of the thing this lad is fucking paid to say yeah. one two three it's robot fighting time that is his job. We envy him incredibly. So yeah. robots just go in and take fucking lumps out of each other. Literal lumps. It's it's an incredible show. They kick booty. But there was yeah. there was one <laughs> robo booty. There's some amazing moments of dialogue between the presenters and between each other. Like they kind of the banter as as the shows are going on. And there's one robot we came across called Mobius. Yeah. And he absolutely minced. He minced someone right. And uh, one of the presenters said, "Wham bam, thank you, Mobius." And, uh, <laughs> was that Farouk? No, no. It was it was. Kenny, Kenny or Chris? It was Kenny. Yeah, so he was like, wham, bam, thank you, Mobius. And we were like, we followed that to its logical conclusion, yeah. which should have been, Wobius, Bobius, thank you, Mobius. And now that's becoming, we've done it multiple times in the episode already. All the time. Surely a, a Wobot, Robot, thank you, Chobot. Yeah, oh, well, 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 well done, done. Well done. Yeah. And it's like Wombstone, Boomstone, thank you, Tombstone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did that. That would be Wombstone, Bombstone, wouldn't it, though? Ah, oh, but it's Boomstone. Well, yeah. Uh, joke, funny joke, man. Joke. Fucking take a joke, man. Yeah. Jesus. They did. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, fucking lighten up, lad. I actually particularly loved 
Wasp Boss, thank you, Ross. Yes, yeah, yeah. But then there's, al- there's also wecky, wecky, Becky, Becky, thank, thank you, Becky. Becky. <laughs> we, we've kind of done like wecky, mecky, thank you, Becky. Becky yeah. Anyway, so during that time as well, we had one day of work in between the shows as well where we went to Kink. Oh, yeah, station. sorry. We need to go back to Battle Boss. For oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> we have not mentioned Clint Ewart. Yeah. Oh, Clint Ewart. Oh, the Ewart versus Ewart face off. Oh, no. So we came, to, we, we you, you, when you watch this show, you come to know the, the bots really well, but you come to know the people behind the Teams. robots really fucking well. There's a robot, sorry, that we hate called Megatento. Yeah. Megatento <laughs> looks like the fucking lid of a sandbox. Yeah. It's so it's stupid. It's the stupidest idea for a robot ever. The guy who runs Tombstone is a guy called Ray Mannings. He's incredible. I did the first Love t- him. Did the first time I saw him, I did call him. John Lasseter's mechanic brother, right? But I love Ray. Ray is amazing, yeah. mm-hmm. and he he won the se- he won the season we were watching, wasn't it? Season two, he won that yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. He he was in the final of season one, and then he lost to what you mean? He lost bite, to bite Force. Bite Force, yeah, yeah. Who, to be fair, is boring. We can oh, just bite Force is terrible. Bite I don't Force, even remember Bite it's Force. Just, it's just really well made. Bite it's Force. very much substance over style. Okay, it has great mobility. We have realized as well that if, if someone goes out of the way to make it look cosmetically cool, they are getting wrecked straight away. If you put too much effort into that, it's never working. One lad just fucking showed up with two guns on either side. Yeah, yeah. He had guns on the robot. This was the bit, the bit, the bit that made me love the show. Was one guy had like a little cube, a little rectangular robot that like was maybe had like a flipper somewhere, wherever the fuck it was, and he just literally stuck two guns to the top and, of it. And this, this, I was saying to Sam before we saw this robot. Yeah. Why don't they just put? fucking glocks on each side of the robot yeah, and then just yeah, shoot yeah. and then Could it fucking happened there's a, there's a stunning lack of projectile robots and I don't know why yeah. but this guy yeah. this gun literally bolted two guns <laughs> to the top of the and one straight away it's the Waiachi clan, clan. Waiachi son of Waiachi and all that yeah that. so there's Waiachi which is this this the it's the Ewart dad yeah. and then their son of no Waiachi. son of Waiachi is the Ewart dad and initially wasn't it the dad he was the he was Waiachi yeah, and clan. then they were called Warrior Clan they were called Warrior Clan and then Son of Waiachi happened, and then the dad joined that yeah, after yeah. after retiring in quotes. It was almost a listing where it was going to be a Ewart versus Ewart face-off. Yeah. Where yeah. both teams were going to face and against each other, and that would be incredible. The son's name is Clinton Ewart, which Clint we just thought Ewart, was funny. Which it sounds we, like Clint Eastwood. Yeah. yeah. And he just, he wasn't the type, it's fair to say. No. No. But so that that was our, our the BattleBots obsession is, is, is strong and virulent, much like a lot of the bots. But uh, we yeah. also then did a, a live session with Kink uh, the radio station one of the biggest alternative radio stations here they were kind of Jasper Lesion who's one of the biggest he's responsible for all of our European plays so far which is great uh, invited us into the studio to record a few tracks and have a chat with him and, all this stuff. and it was the giddiest radio appearance we've ever been a part oh, unbelievable. of because they were like we were just like, the only radio appearance I've done so. <laughs> but it was really good they brought us into the studio it was really cool but there was a, a ladies gym across the hall right. from what we were doing so when we were sound checking there was like women coming out panting being like <sighs> just after like, after like a spin class waving going like oh that's great <laughs> it was really weird setup. But we were led into the live studio while Jasper was presenting. And they were like, yeah, just stand, just be quiet, but just stand around. So we were just standing there watching them. And as soon as he finished, like, right, guys, here we go. Yeah, cool, deadly. And like, just, it was really fucking fast. Really fun. Great, really, fun. I was really great crack. And then I ended up saying fuck on the radio. And yeah, they, were, they were like, we don't care. Yeah, it's fine. So we got to say fuck loads. I'm going to cut into some of those bits now. In touch with the Zen Arcade. Welcome. Mm. Hello. 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 They can, yeah. have, they can have as many as you yeah. want. They can all stand and do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, so uh, it's insulting. Yeah, it's you can say everything it's here. It's all good. Oh, yeah. okay. We can say whatever the fuck we want. Okay, oh, whoa, whoa, shit! Okay. You just swore. Oh fuck! I can't believe you fucking just did that. You <laughs> fucking lunatic! Right, ready? One, two, three. Fuck! fuck. <laughs> we then did a jingle for them called "Fuck Kink in Touch." Because that's what the show's called, Kink and Touch. Yeah. You have to say fuck Kink in Touch, so that has to be a jingle. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Fuck Kink in Touch. <laughs> fuck Kink in Touch. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Kink in Touch. <laughs> 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 fuck Kink in Touch. <laugh
Next. And then they got us, we did like a harmony version now where Bex did a ridiculous Thing. note. One, two, three, go. Fucking Fucking That was fucking awful. Fucking Fucking Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really weird note. But yeah, in sort of news not really to do with us, but I think is massive, massive, massive news, and we need to talk about it, is the fate of Smash Mouth. Oh my God. Oh Have my we God. seen what's happened to Smash Mouth? They were playing some beer and or like a wine festival gig Fucking in- Catalina Wine. What, they, was, they were literally playing the Catalina Wine. This video went up with this girl being like, I was at a Smash Mouth gig and the singer was acting really fucking odd. Clips of him then like throwing beer into the crowd, telling the, like, double flipping the crowd off. I, I, just, I just flipped his office, so you know what I mean, we're flipping. Double flipping. Double flipping, I can't double flip, I've got two mics, I'm not, I'm not the fucking singer from Shrek. Yeah. Uh, from Smash Mouth. The singer from Shrek. <laughs> to be fair, people probably stop him and call him that. Yeah. Well, I do yeah. remember Smash Mouth in a funny way, I had their bio on Twitter for ages was, fuck you Shrek, we were finna be the next Beatles. Um, but yeah, so they did a show there where they just kept telling the crowd to fuck off, and like, they got a woman up on stage, she was singing for a bit, then he was like drinking cans, the side of the stage, it was all, it was really messy looking, and then he started Zeke Hyland as well during the gig. It culminated in a Zeke. Not even, he just subtly threw it in oh dear. during the rampage. And like, this woman just innocently, innocently put this video up and it prompted the singer's retirement from the band. Yeah. We have seen the end of Smash this phase of Smash Bros. Oh, I did not think I'd be alive to see it. No. I thought I would be killed yeah. by the news. Break it up because he isn't doing it anymore or are they going to limp on? It's not the same without, sure. I'm going to quickly Google his Guy name. Guy Fieri, basically his name is Guy, Guy Fieri. Fieri. Yeah. Yeah, Steve Harwell. It's not the same without Steve Harwell. No. That's all I'm going to say. Harwell? You'd think he would be called Guy Fieri. Sorry, yeah. sorry. And it's listed on fucking online. It's listed he is the piano player. He's the fucking singer. Yeah, no, he's the keyboard player from Smash Mouth Man. Do you not know that? Yeah, that's what everybody knows that. What I will say about the video that that woman put up, though, as well, is that it introduced us to the phrase getting shwasted. Shwasted, man. And I love that word. That's an incredible word. How many past members have there been? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 11 members five of the past members have their own blue wikipedia page links that's impressive that impressive. you never see a past member sing with more than one or two yeah. and that's when it's like a big departure say, if ever there was a band where the past members would be in red it'd like, be fucking I, smashing you know. it, yeah. well, there's more there's more blue links in the past members page than there is in the actual members page <laughs> so that's, oh, no. that's a terrible sign for a yeah, band it's fucking right. so that, that's pretty much all the news really yeah we've been having a great time here uh, enjoying a little holiday in October as well like, kind of, yeah. the, the weather's been kind of weird yeah, same here. Crisp. The weather has been fucking shit I did have a nice crisp day though where I walked into town listening to the Twin Peaks soundtrack in my nice little which is new the best way to spend a day <laughs> tell him about my rap oh okay so <laughs> we <laughs> <laughs> was it last night? It yeah, was, it was last night. night, yeah. We were outside, Sam got a falafel wrap, and I was sitting down in the window. We both, I bought a thing of chips. <laughs> we were, we were both. This is so fucking stupid. Pete is an this, idiot. Uh, Pete that is an is idiot. So <laughs> stupid. It's <laughs> the silliest fucking It's thing. fucking ridiculous. So I was sat, me, me and Ross had gone to get food somewhere else, and I was sat down on the little ledge by the, outside this takeaway, and Sam was sitting beside me, and Sam was like, I'm going to go get some drinks at a Burger King. Can you hold my <laughs> can you hold my falafel wrap? And I was like, Yeah, of course. I rested on my lap and then I was eating my chips and then Ross came over and sat down. And as Ross sat down, I started to just sing a song. Make up a little song on the spot. Middle, you only people do a little song like, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm doing a podcast, hoping that it's gonna last. It's like you're one of the things where yeah, you're just yeah, you're just yeah, singing yeah, about yeah, what's you're happening. Just, you're messing, you're but there was a meter to it and there was like a there was like a there was like a, a potent sort of like thing that, there was like a rhythm to it as it was catchy. going along, right? I oh, know, I was like, no, I was like, uh, what have you got? What did you get? And Pete was like, Oh, I just got chips. And I was like, is that Sam's rap? And he was like, 
No, I made that song up. <laughs> <laughs> but he full on meant the rap that was in my lap. But I, <laughs> the idea that you thought was it was like, a rap, you thought other people saw it as a rap. Yeah, so I was like, it's weird. Ross thought that was a rap to me. That, that, was, more, that, was, that was more of a ballad to me. I thought it was, but the way, again, I was like, I got really defensive. I was like, no, that's m- I wrote that. That's my rap. And you went, what? Sam's <laughs> rap is like this thing I'm always singing. Yeah. You know. Between between battle bots and fucking gigging and all this stuff and getting off the train. A stop late and having to walk an hour and a half back to the house. I mean, Sam decided to do that last night at 1am. Yeah, it was very silly. We ended up in a town called Hyla. We were too busy watching the video and it was because of the the Wi-Fi on the train. Which is called Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi on the train. train. <laughs> <laughs> on Vifi, I believe. Vifi, yeah, Vifi, Vifi on so the train. So we did in Vifi in the train. train. Oh, that's what we had to say. Oh, that's okay, oh, wait, wait, wait till we get to that, right? Okay, so basically we were in... Uh, Seven Sam were on the train watching the video. We were using the, the Vifi on the train and it was terrible and the video wasn't buffering. We were waiting for it to buffer. We realised we were at our stop in Castricum on the very last train at 1am. We got downstairs to get off the thing. Doors wouldn't open and we went to a place called Hilo, where we then realised there was no bikes, no cars, no taxis, no hope and we had to walk back and it took us a fucking hour and a half. Along unlit country roads. Yeah, a duck flapped. We died. Oh we God. heard a car door close in like an abandoned grain asylum or anything, and we, we fucking sprinted. Pete tried to climb up a stack of bales as well. Bale. Anyway, while we've been here as well, we also decided one of the nights to watch the Doors docu- documentary. <laughs> oh my God. The Doors biopic. We watched a film called The Doors, which is about Val Kilmer acting like a twat for two hours, yeah, right? Indeed. But there's this, the, the bit that murdered us all was there's a scene where they're in the studio and Jim Morrison is on his downward spiral which started yeah. the day he was born and he's in the studio recording and he's getting uppity yeah. this was said in a properly released Hollywood film yeah. Yeah, turn up. you and I it's <laughs> a uh, terrific day Jim we just uh, had a bit of a technical problem in here, what's this uh, fucking problem in, man hey uh, Paul babe yeah right here babe why don't you suck a fart out of my asshole, you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> suck a fart, fart out of my, out of my asshole. asshole. What I will say is, even though Jim Morrison is portrayed as an evil maniac, Val Kilmer's performance is actually really fucking good, and like his his impression is oh, it's incredible. it's on point. It's amazing. I would I would go as far to say, Wal Bal, thank you, Val. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> he's incredible. Wim Bim, thank you, Jim. Oliver Stone, Oliver Stone. Thank, Thank you, you, Oliver Stone. Stone. And the, sorry, the guy who plays Roddy, Ro- Ro- Robbie, Robbie Krieger, Robbie, Robbie Krieger. Krieger is played by the guy, the sticker to the man, Neosis guy from School of Rock. Oh no way! Yeah, so he's in two films oh, wow. where there's like door songs. That's fucking mad. Delighted Jesus. with myself <laughs> when I figured that out that he was in another <laughs> film. That's pretty much got everyone up to speed on what we want to talk about. Yeah, uh, and I think it's time we go into the first segment for this episode. For this first, this is the second international. This is the second international episode of Higher Fidelity as well. Ooh. In a row. In a row. I know. Wanek seconds, Bonic seconds, this is Sonic, Sonic seconds. seconds. Yes, this is Sonic Seconds, where we take two or three seconds from a track and tell you why we think that makes the track brilliant. Where you go, Ev? I, well, I go last, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Where you go, Ev? I go last. I go last. I go first. Ross Farley. Everyone knows mine. I told them on my one. This comes from Wings and Band on the Run. I should turn up the volume on my phone <laughs> and then play it. The clap, the ass clap. <laughs> oh, the ass clap. We got the we got the clap. It was like, you know, who, who's the, who, who's the engineer? Who's the producer for that album? Uh, McCartney. 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 Yeah, but because I remember there was a big story to tell where I think it was, is 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 
Denny Sywell drumming on that, no? No, him, him and... Yeah, Paul drumming on loads of it because him and Thingy... Uh, yeah, him, Thingy. Him and Henry McCulloch from County Monaghan in uh, Irlande yeah. left the night before they were going to go to Lagos in Africa to record mm. the thing. Like the, right. the morning... The flights were in the morning, they rang and they were like, we're leaving the band. All I know is that to do with that sound is that whatever engineer was now, there was some tech guy there who got on the mic and said to McCartney, you're, you're so dummy thick. Uh, the clap from your cheeks is bleeding into the track but, to, they, but they left yeah, it in they left yeah, it in because yeah, McCartney yeah. was just like it's part of the track it's yeah. part of the performance it has to stay yeah for context this is post 1968 McCartney's he's cheeked he's double cheeked up <laughs> on a Thursday fucking afternoon. Thursday afternoon yeah. uh, that's a very good what was that song again? <laughs> Pro- prove to me that you know what that song is that was Wings Band on the Run <laughs> I'm just going to say a fun fact when you said about the producer I r- read the other day I um, was alerted via a YouTube video that the engineer for Band on the Run was Jeff Emmerich. Wow. How fucking weird is that? Bringing him back out of the closet. Bringing him back. Jeff Emmerich, Beth Emmerich. Thank, Thank you, you, Jeff, Jeff Emmerich. Emmerich. For engineering that album. I was incredibly surprised to hear that. Sam, give us your Sonic Seconds. I've been meaning to do this Sonic Second for a long time, and I've decided to do it today because I heard the song that this is a part of, and it reminded me that I wanted to do this as a Sonic Second. So I went into my notes on my phone, and I got up my little uh, note that has all my Sonic Seconds in. I love, I love, does everyone have a little thing on their phone where they put the little bits in? Yeah, I yeah. do. I love the prep. The no. No. <laughs> oh, thanks, lads. But I went to my list to add this song to it. And the, song, the list only had one song on it. And it was the song that I was going to write in. <laughs> so without further ado, there's a nice little piano moment here in Inner City Blues by Marvin Gaye from What's Going On from 1971. It'll change here. Nice. There you go. That oh, sounds wow. like there was a show recorded um, in DCU by the Zenner Caden to do Daily Today, and the <laughs> intro of that yeah, 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 is yeah. as atonal as that is. It's, it's crazy. Similarly jazz-infused. Grooving. Yeah, I just think that's a nice moment. And it's yeah. it's different to the rest of the song. It's kind of, it comes out of left field. Yeah. Oh, happy cool 50th way. birthday. Yeah, happy 50th birthday. What's going birthday? on by Marvin Gaye? I thought you was happy to be Marvin Gaye, and I was like, <laughs> how I tell this cunt he's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Becky, what is your Sonic second? <laughs> I love that one. So it's absolutely no secret to everyone that I absolutely love Hairspray. Quite From... The soundtrack of the 2007 film? Yeah, yes. It gave me six or eight energy. I wouldn't have said seven. It's 2007. My favourite song from Hairspray, I think I've decided, is Welcome to the 60s. Nice. Absolute fucking banger. Like, so much so that, like, it gets played when I walk into the sitting room on my birthday to open presents. It's a... Yeah! It's become something that is... I I, For my last birthday, I got um, a cameo from my friend's from Nikki Blonsky mm, from Hairspray, mm, and she sings, Hey Becky, hey Becky, look around, which is one of the highlights of my life. <laughs> but at the end of the song, after they've gotten their makeovers and all sorts of stuff at um, the Hefty Hideaway, they go into... I love that. <laughs> your mama's hip, your mama's in. The whole ending of the thing. When like, Welcome to the sex, do you? So good. <laughs> While we're talking about musicals, dare we discuss the scathing review of our appearance? <gasps> oh my God. So we got a review. We have this in real life. Our show uh, in Rotterdam was reviewed. And I sent them in the group chat, didn't I? Yeah. So we went on stage, and like as everyone knows, we're a band who pride ourselves on our image. As we, as people, we've always prided ourselves on our image, and we like to think we all know how we like to dress and things like that. And then at a festival where everyone looked the same, 
and shit. <laughs> we we went in doing our bits, putting a bit of effort in, and then I saw that the festival tweeted or put up a review saying like, "Oh, thanks to Gigwise for reviewing the entire festival." Oh my god, so many bands got a mention. I was like, "Oh, man, what did we get a mention?" Because our like our shows were well attended, so like, mm. would would there be a, a little mention of us? And I found this, and it's, I'm reading this is verbatim. Uh, verbatim, verbatim, thank you, verbatim. It says, mm. despite emerging on stage looking like the ensemble of a questionable 80s musical, complete with glittery lapels, drain pipe jeans, over ear headphones, and a white shirt, leather, <laughs> <laughs> leather jacket, oh and school tie a combination. White shirt. A white shirt. The audacity. the audacity. How could you do that? Jacket Pete? and school tie combination. Irish Fives from the Zen Arcade stomped through two sets of nostalgic garage rock before Berlin based Discovery Zone dragged the night in a wholly different direction with her ethereal audio-visual offering. Now, Discovery Zone, I don't know who the fuck that is. They got ethereal audio-visual offering. We got a white, a white shirt. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, who's this cunt from an 80s musical? He's wearing a, a white, white shirt. shirt. How fucking dare you? And pipe jeans. Yeah. Oh, what sorry, you mean... Straight leg jeans, yeah. cool. Jesus yeah, 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 Christ. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck were we thinking, guys? Lads, we lost the plot, clearly. A white shirt. A white shirt. <laughs> a white shirt and jeans. Yeah. What musical white are you from? Yeah. white shirt. Did you have glittery lapels? I had a cowboy shirt on that had, like, sequins on. Was it like a glittery yoke? Up. It was, like, from the yokes up. Yeah. Imagine wearing something glittery uh, or shiny on stage. Yeah. Oh Who's ever done that? You're asking for hassle with that. Evan, your Sonic Second. Yeah. No, um, my Sonic Second is going to come courtesy of the Bime Tyne Rats. Is that two in a row? Gargled. That's what I did last time. I gargled. Ah, uh, yes. I gargled a song. Uh, That's what I meant as well. Sorry, while you're getting that up. Yeah. As part of the festival, they asked us to film an episode of Higher Fidelity as well, like a visual element yeah. to it as well, which is available on YouTube. It's not worth 20 minutes it takes to watch it. It wasn't worth the 20 minutes it took to film. Don't do it. But it's there if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> so my Sonic Second comes from the first Boomtown Rats album. Uh, one of two incredibly, phenomenally strong albums put out by the band in their early career. Uh, and it's from a song that for the initial couple of years of loving the Rats in this album, I would have thought was on the weaker end of the spectrum of the songs. It still isn't at the top of the list for me but I now have a real soft spot for it as a track and mm-hmm. I do think a lot more of it than I used to do in a word Kicks Yes Really? Yes Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've, all, I've loved the first album I think the first album's great yeah. I've always had a problem with that specific track I know, about, I know. That before. And I've we both like, did we, we Really? Both, yeah 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 yeah. I felt like that about it as well I was a bit like well, that's a bit weird I don't know Like in the way that it, there was like, there's like loads of like immediate favourites on that one Easily Less said about uh, I can make it if you can The slow song the better Yeah And what's the one on the second album uh, Can't Stop Can't Stop would be fine On like A, a, the me- a member's album Oh yeah Somebody like, else Yeah But the, that Tonic for the Troops Is so Highly executed That yeah, any yeah, weakness yeah, yeah, at yeah. all Seems gaping The fact that it is We are talking Whether whether the world knows it or not We're talking one of the Absolute masterpieces Of its genre Indeed uh, Kicks So yeah So yeah Can't Stop can't, uh, Tonic for the Troops Ten tracks on it. It's a nine out of ten album, literally. Hondo P. Uh, so kicks. I have grown to really enjoy, and I really like some live versions of it that I really enjoy. Mr. Jerry Cott, the Rats member, often to be found in very cool shades, is playing some lead guitar at the end. They're having a real kind of stonesy, facesy, general we like to rock out style jam at the end of the yep. track, and. Jerry leans on the classic what do you want to do if you want to tug at people's heartstrings and make people fucking go like oh my god my whole life is flashing before my eyes in this fucking jam he repeats an emotional sounding phrase (laughs) 
So that gets me. Cat understood when, the assignment. Whenever anyone does that at the end of a song, it becomes entirely anthemic. Yes. Anthemic, yeah. poignant. Very good. Very good. 20 seconds. Again, I hadn't heard that. Is that the live version of Kicks? Is it? No, that's just the album version. Just been a long time. <laughs> it's been a fucking while, yeah. obviously. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a minute. I'm terrified by their first album cover as well. I remember you said it really funnily one time. <laughs> this is probably about five years ago. We were looking at it, and you said, and like the other five lads in the band were like, Bob Geldof's nipples are on that album cover, and I'm not. <laughs> it is. He's in a plastic bag with his yeah, yeah, nips yeah. out, and then yeah, the, the very strange. The actual band aren't on it. It's very strange, and then the band are on the back cover. And they're all like suffocated in these mm, plastic, plastic bags, bags. which Weirdly obviously trying to be yeah yeah obviously trying to be in the punky spirit of the times and trying to be shocking and all that sort of stuff. And then in the Rats documentary, uh, which was on again on telly the same night we were on BBC Four, it was on after that after us. Somebody talks about oh it looked like it was like the repression that they were fucking experiencing in you know they were bur- bursting out of Ireland Catholic Ireland in the seventies yeah. and it's like. Was it fuck? Not, not, not <laughs> at all. No, not nobody at all. thought about that. Nobody, nobody thought about that. Everyone just thought punk rock. Just punk rock like, finna die in a bag. Look like you're in body bags, yeah. So my Sonic Seconds, is a bit, it's a bit of a different one. It's not actually a specific track. It's more sort of a trope that is common across a lot of songs. Oh. Specifically in pop punk. <laughs> so what I'm talking about is uh, when you get to the end of a track mm-hmm. and the chorus is playing again... And then a line comes in that's repeated underneath the chorus as it oh, goes yeah. on. Yeah. That is heroin to me. A counter counter melody? Yeah, and I've got examples. Here we have Fat Lip. By whom? By Sum 41. Oh, right. My time again coming in as the chorus lines are going, that's incredible. We also have another good song that is an example, a good example of that is the end of uh, Man for Man, Blinded by the Light. Yeah, it does it to fuck. It does. Oh, and Mighty Quinn a little bit. The thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The You'll Be Mine coming in there. You've also got one of the most potent and emotionally distressful ones in a lovely way is. I'll never forget tonight Overlapped over the Girl at the rock show Incredible I fucking love that song Yes I do too It's, it's an amazing so good. song good And then one of my favourite <laughs> ones as well I love that too You know I love that You, you love rock show No I don't Dude, oh, He doesn't <laughs> No I don't love Sam is disgusted at the end of the table the, And then the final one I'm going to bring up Is in this this is Punk Rock 101, which is one of the yep. tracks that I think I'm one of the only people in the world that likes. Oh, yeah. It's such a simple move, but to me, it destroys me every single time. It's like, like the chorus is there, and they're bringing in another line. It's either a new line or a line that was mentioned once before. Game over when that comes in in the track. That's Fluorescent just, adolescent, it happens in as well. I don't like that at all. I hate that so much. I, don't, I despise that. But the, anyway, that was my that was my Sonic Seconds. It was just across multiple songs when the chorus at the end has another line chucked in on top. It's yeah. again, it's a bit like the kicks anthemic thing. It just that yeah, just makes yeah, yeah, it yeah. incredible. And yeah. there's plenty of other examples of that as well. They were just the five off the top of my head. Also, I have a note here because obviously as I've talked about I keep like a little notes page I've put a note in here I don't know what it was but when I was typing in my Sonic Seconds here that I made a note to write down because you told me the day that I was writing this down that you whenever I send voice messages into the group chat you have me set to like 0.5 speed 1.5 oh you speed me up I speed you up why why 
as a test. Uh, a little bit of a challenge, and um, a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I still understand you. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well, that was my Sonic seconds. Was that everyone's Sonic seconds? Yeah, yeah. What, one Sonic seconds, Sonic seconds. That Thank was oh, Sonic seconds. seconds. Wheats patent pending. Beats patent pending. Thank, Thank you. This you, is Pete. Pete's patent pending. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this is Pete's patent pending where I just pitch products that I think are good. Now, two, one of these is yours. Oh, that you're going to say. Well, you can say it if you want. I can't remember it, though. I'll say it and you can be like... Yeah, then take credit for it. Yeah. So, uh, one, of them, one of the ones I have here is a major figure in, in, in the rock movement from the early 60s comes to his senses and joins the power pop movement. Yeah. Fountains of Wayne Kramer. Oh, right, uh, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And now we've got the shittest exhibition ever showing at the Taint Modern. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Credit, 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 credit. That's Evans. That's Evans. Tate Modern's great. And then I also had Football in Space, UFO, oh. as opposed to UEFA. Very good. That what? I've got one. Oh, you've got one? Oh, you've got one? Yeah. Bad. So, uh, 1950s do up heartthrob and 1970s pub rock slash new wave pioneer formed together to create a kids' TV network that makes cartoons. Nickelodeon. Oh, oh that's <laughs> fucking great. I love that. <laughs> Nickelodeon. Yeah. I've been I sitting mean, on that one for a while. They're big. They're, really they're big soundtrack people, so they've worked together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really enjoyed that. Thank that you. was great. Have you got one at all? No. No. Oh, Take yeah. us out. Oh yeah. Wheat's patent pending. Beats patent pending. That was Pete's patent pending. Pete's patent pending. Wid didn't die for this. <laughs> Bid didn't die for this. Thank you. This is Sid didn't <laughs> die for this. <laughs> I love, the, I love that you stick to the thank you. I was like, I'll forgo the thank you for no, like. No, the thank you is thank the best you has part. to stay. Okay. Thank you is the bit that makes it funny, I it's think. It's so funny, yeah. Thank you, Mobius. Thank you, is Mobius. the funniest thing yes, ever. Like, it's a robot. What are you thanking it for? <laughs> yeah. This is Sid Didn't Die for this, where we talk about just disappointing things that bands did uh, that let us down, we feel. Uh, Becky, do you want to go first? Oh, yeah. I have a weird one now. Has anyone ever seen the video for Crazy by Aerosmith? Yes, no. So Crazy by Aerosmith features Liv Tyler, mm. famously Steven Tyler's daughter. 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 Yeah. Fun fact, she didn't initially know that and was yeah. raised as Todd Rundgren's daughter. She's got a bit of a Rundgren-y head on her, actually. The long hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she looks she looks more like Steven Tyler oh, than no, she yeah, does yeah, Todd yeah, Rundgren. Yeah, yeah. She, because of my because of my ethnic background, I would say yeah. she was christened Liv Rundgren. But she changed, she she dropped that Rundgren like it was yeah. a fucking hot spot. <laughs> you would. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, cheers. <laughs> cheers, lovely. <laughs> only fucking, cheers, only like brought you up. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she found out when she was like 15. Or yeah, and she was like, um, yeah, it's like Liv Tyler has a better ring to it. <laughs> to be fair, n- Li- Liv Rundgren was never going to be in like Empire no, Records. Oh no, she's not a famous actor. No, no, Liv Rundgren is actually a pretty <laughs> septic name. Yeah. Walk this way beats uh, open my Walk eyes any way. day. <laughs> and her fucking mam is just like one of those groupies from. Baby Buell. Yeah. Baby Buell. Baby Buell. Your mam was in the Bo Brummels. Her 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 mam is Boris Becker. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, my set didn't die is 
in that video, she is like kind of like sexualized and gets on a stripper pole and like takes off clothes and shit like that. And it's like, that's your fucking dad's music video. What? Like the fact that did he approach her and was like, we've got this idea. I've got this part for you, baby. You'd be perfect. It's her and um, Alicia Silverstone. That girl. Or Cher from Clueless. Yes. You call her Alicia. I don't know. That's just Alicia Silverstone. I think she's Alicia. But I have always thought that that was weird AF. Creepy. Yeah, fair really enough, creepy. Like, really yeah. uncomfortable. Incesty. Really strange. Just very much. I'm just yeah, like, Sid wrong. did not die for that. I think that the video for Dude Looks Like a Lady is shit. And they should just use the montage from Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. as the video. Yeah. Obviously. I adore that song. Oh my when God. I, when I got my first. So when I, when I played the Christmas concert in Cavan in. Brefney College in the tech and I was the youngest first year I was like the youngest seeker in a century I was like Harry Potter yeah where I was the first first year to ever win it I bought a phone with the money that I got from the show and uh, with that bought got, got a Sonny Erickson thing a slightly Sonny Erickson phone the first two songs I got on it were Dude Looks Like a Lady <laughs> by Aerosmith and Back in Black by ACDC nice that rocks yeah. that that's like the best playlist life. ever um, no I had a, I had a Disney MP3 player and that yeah. in that the, it was in the shape it was like red high school musical red and said, I think, HSM on it. But it had, like, Disney Mickey Mouse ears was the top. And it came with, like, a little dock and stuff. And I found that a while ago. Found the track listing. It was, like, Walk This Way, Aerosmith featuring Run DMC, Paranoid by Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Sabbath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, a random Hannah Montana song. Like, it made... And, it, like, the entirety of the of Ali and AJ's first album. The entirety of the High School Musical 3 soundtrack. And then another fucking, like, Black Sabbath banger in there. What I will say is, run with Aerosmith Walk This Way, the version with Run DMC or the original Aerosmith version? What's the better version? Uh, run, run DMC. Really? Yeah. I prefer, I prefer Aerosmith. I prefer Stephen Tyler's take on the verses more so than theirs. Because there's a bit more like a yeah. feet flying up in the air singing hey did it, did it with pretty in the middle and it's singing that, like they don't care. I don't like that punctuation. I like Stephen Tyler's kind of like, you know, his squealies raspiness of it. Yeah. Like, you know. Better version again, Girls Aloud versus Sugar Babes Walk This Way for Children in Need like 05 or Absolutely. one of those. Insane. Very good Sid didn't die though. Thank you. Have I brought up Mike Love at the... That's one of mine. That's been the top of my Sid and Die list for ages really? at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's about time it's been brought up. Mm. Yeah. Has it not? It feels like we talk about it. I think we've just spoken about it so much. People have mentioned it. Yeah. Have I, it's never been brought up on no, the show. Never, no, because I've had it in my list for ages and I know it hasn't brought up. So like, yeah, wait. Okay, go. well, I'm going to do this right now. Then. Okay, well, let me Let's just go. quickly delete that from my list. <laughs> so, in 1988, the same year that the Beatles were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame... Possibly the first year of the Rock and Roll mm. Hall of Fame. I think it. W- no, no, it no, wasn't the first year because remember, the, uh, remember looking up before the first like two years they just inducted acts from like the fifties. Like Chuck Berry. Yeah, and stuff. it was it was done in a semi chronological order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the and that's why it was like the Beatles were kind of later on because it was like they did all the sixtiesy ones together, all yeah. the main sixtiesy ones. Yeah, the Beach Boys were inducted the same year, nineteen eighty-eight. Any of you know Beach Boys lore? 1988 wasn't a great year for Brian Wilson. <laughs> no, 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 were a lot of years. Yeah, has fair. any year been no, good for him? Yeah. 1967, 1968, 1969, <laughs> Brian uh, is the first of the boys to give his thank you speech, and he comes prepared with glasses and a little and he says, piece of paper. Bobby is Bobby. Yeah, thank you. Yes. <laughs> rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll, roll Hall of Fame. Thank you, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Anyway, he gives his little speech and he. 
you know, he seems he's very nervous and anxious talking in front of a big crowd of people. And halfway through, Mike Love starts doing weird stuff to him, like distracting him. Kind, yeah, kind of like very manipulative. I'm getting inside your head yeah, sort of yeah. stuff. And then Carl gives a little speech. And he's like, thank you, whatever. And then it's Mike Love's turn to step up to the microphone. And he goes on a complete rant, crazy mm. tirade against people. He goes... Oh, Mick Jagger would never be here. He's too chicken shit to get on stage with the Beach Boys, and he'd never come to this event. And Mick Jagger is actually there, there. and gets up on stage with them at the end. It is. Yeah. It's the way. Like, choose your moments. Don't be like, oh, this. This is yeah. a point where like grateful humility goes over really well. I'm gonna go up in a fucking baseball hat and go fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. It's yeah. the it's the yeah. weirdest move to pull. Baseball hat and tuxedo. What does he say about um, Ms. Ross? As in, like, he calls either... Is it yeah. Paul McCartney or... He, yeah, he says, like... Oh, oh, he says about it's so sad, because McCartney, in in what was a fucking stupid move, actually, yeah. in, in retrospect, and I think even he thinks that, yeah, didn't, didn't turn go, up. Yeah. And the only Beatles to accept the fucking George. thing were yeah, George and Ringo, and Ringo's plastered yeah, <laughs> wingo bingo thank, thank you ringo, ringo. what you call it but no thanks. richard starkey bitchard starkey <laughs> thank, thank you richard starkey, starkey. <laughs> witchy bitchy thank you <laughs> i also i think it's worth mentioning that my moshy monster's name when i was a child was starkey one two three that's typical washy monsters boshy monsters thank, thank you, you moshy monsters moshy monsters was Great. Yeah. But yeah, Mike Love. Wub Penguin, Bob Penguin. Thank, Thank you, Club Penguin. Penguin. Go on, Mike Love. Yeah, he just went crazy. He's a crazy, crazy man. And he, he the first thing he says is like, a lot of people out here think I'm crazy. Or he yeah, says a lot of like people th- out there are going to be saying Mike Love's crazy. They've been saying that for years. Yeah, also, what is he, what is, does he do the whole, like, you know, Shabbat Shalom? What does he, he say? He says, Aleikum he Salam. Goes, Muhammad to... Ali. Salam Aleikum, which is yeah. the Muslim greeting. And then you're supposed to say back, Aleikum Salam. Salam. And he goes, Aleikum Salam, Salam, he, he says. Yeah. It's but so Michael isn't Muslim. It's weird. He, like, calls him out in a weird way. Calling him out is bizarre. It's yeah. so just random mean-spirited for no reason not the time not the time to do it so no. not the time the, the, a court deposition is the time to bring us up not hall of fame induction. yeah yeah it was quite a traumatic time for mike love as well though because he had just undergone major body reconstructive oh, yeah. surgery <laughs> to, to look like an action figure to, 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 to make his body the shape of the batman the animated series yeah. people <laughs> and to a lesser extent superman the animated series yeah. he looks like a fleischer bros cartoon yeah 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 like and he's wearing like full-on tuxedo with a baseball cap the baseball cap is crazy to me i can't do, believe do we know the what the baseball cap says the beach boys I think. <laughs> the beach boys yeah so he's, 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 he's repping the official merch uh, yeah, yeah. i thought it might but yeah. very good tonight very good citizen dialogue because i've been meaning to bring it up for a long time it's finally fantastic. did it had to do it what's your citizen dialogue I, I have two <laughs> just because uh, my first one was out oh because this episode isn't fucking long enough but okay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, just listen to this pathetic, stupid, brilliant, amazing stuff. It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We, we devour. devour. Put in the work. Put in the hours. And take what's ours. Like it's a morning in my veins. My culture banging with strange. I change the game. So what's my motherfucking name? That's the rock in it, it keeps Texas. it keeps going. Desecration, defamation. If you wanna bring it to the masses, face to face now we escalating. When I have to put boost the asses, mean on ya, like a dream when I'm rumbling, you're gonna scream, mama. So bring drama to the king, brahma. That's what extreme mana Sid Vicious, one hundred percent, and I know this for a fact, did not die for that. No. Ridiculous fucking carry on by 
Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock, the Rock Johnson. Johnson. Dare I bring up you bring the up, remix? Bring up, <laughs> yeah. bring up what makes what 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 takes the crude dirt that this is and turns it into pure refined mill steel. Some a phrase <laughs> that has like medically become more addictive than some Mac pipe. <laughs> More addictive. Like, we're chasing... Like, literally, if one person the says that... The dragon is being chased. Chased. The dragon, the dragon, is, te- the dragon yeah. is terrified at how chased <laughs> yeah. Like, if one person says this, we're caught in an infinite feedback loop for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. Saying this. We have been... What we have been want genuinely no joke have been wandering the streets of Amsterdam the last week. Going, it's about oh, it's, it's about, about bro, it's, it's about, about oh my god. <laughs> it's incredible. So it's it's just, fucking. It's a joke. As you said earlier, Becky, it's never not funny. It's never not it's, funny. There it's, hasn't been one time that I haven't found it funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but my actual Sid didn't die for Sid, Sid didn't die for this. Sid didn't die for that. Sid didn't die for her. right now. Is the um yeah when we were watching the doors movie and oh. and um found out that jim morrison locked his girlfriend into into a closet and set it on fire literally attempted to murder someone yeah. was that was that true? is that true is that true i was gonna, say, I was gonna yeah. say did we find out that happened or was that put into the film it was just yeah. in the movie yeah well if if he didn't do that then it didn't die for that being put in the movie yeah exactly because it, it's it's made him out to be well, a fucking <laughs> Murderer. Murderer. It's well known that Jim once set fire to a room where Pam had locked herself in. So not necessarily the wardrobe, but like oh, she, he set no, fire to that, a room. That's, that's what happens in the thing. Yeah. He, he sets fire to the door. I'd like to know the real account of that versus the movie account. Luckily, she was able to escape in time. However, after each adventure, fight and argument, they always went back together. See. So there's that couple where you're like, you make your shit everyone else's problem and we all have to put up with it. Can you please break up? Yeah. I, I, yeah. They're those people. Yeah. I'd like that to be, I'd like I'd like that event to be Mark Lewis and <laughs> I want to know. He also stomped on a, a turkey. Oh, in the film, he, he stomped on a turkey. It's really yeah, weird. Like, why did he do that? <laughs> Like that video of the lad. What's those videos of the lad making the food? And it goes oh, on. how to basic. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he got it from. How to Morrison. There was like eight eggs at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Setting the fucking room on fire. There's also a moment where uh, him and one of his like side lovers, mm-hmm. I don't know, takes acid or something and they end up like dancing around the room naked. Mm. And as it happened, me and like, Sam jumped into yeah, action. Pete jumped up, as in to like pull me out of my chair. And as I got up, I ripped all my clothes off. And then <laughs> Pete had his top off, and we were like, "There is video evidence of this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I you see it? Watched. Oh, you saw it. Oh, okay, it was. Yeah. But like, what we're doing is what they were doing in the scene. They yeah, were like yeah, flapping yeah, around yeah, the room yeah. like fucking birds. But anyway, so <laughs> that was your son. That was your Sid didn't die. All right, Sid didn't die for Jim Morrison. General Sid didn't die for that specific Jim Morrison horrible act. The specific act, but also there's multiple specific acts. But I wouldn't say. Yeah. Hit him as a person. He supposedly, if this film is true, he said to a man once, "Suck a fart out of my asshole." Sid did not die for that. Mm-hmm. Sid has sucked many a fart, yeah, but he didn't yeah. die for someone telling someone to do that. No. He didn't die for that to be put in somebody's mouth in a film, in like a, film. a real deceased person, no matter who they are. To say, well, like this thing, like Val Kilmer had to like think of how he was going to deliver that line. He had to like yeah. workshop yeah. that line. And That's like it's fucking said in the weird. Script and they had to rehearse the scene and talk about it. Suck and a fart like, out of my yeah, arse. Can we go again from suck a fart out of my arse? <laughs> you fucking whatever. So my Sid didn't die for this this episode mm. is one that Ross brought up in one of the live episodes. But I want to continue on. I love. Sorry, I love how you're peeling that Malteser because I was a Malteser peeler as well. Oh, yeah, you have to. My Sid didn't die comes from telephone junkie. 
Oh, yeah. oh, by the members. So always have to come back to this. No, you do, you do. It's it's, it's so important. So the members were a great band from the late seventies. Two band. singles that I loved. One of the first ones was one of the first like punk songs I ever even knew about, which was called "Sound of the Suburbs." Good 11, 12 years ago, you were into this song. I adored. I saw it on BBC Four once. One errant Friday night when I was doing fuck all, and yeah, I happened yeah. to see this track and went brilliant. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. And then they have a single. They did a single like nineteen eighty called "Offshore Banking Business," which I yeah. found like two years ago. Great track as well. Really good band. And uh, did a French. Their, their guitar player was a sixteen year old French guy who couldn't speak English, yeah. and he was the guy who did like all the riffs and things that, which is which is mad. But anyway. Twenty seventeen, they release a track called "Telephone Junkie." <laughs> it's an acidic statement. The lead singer is gone, and the the new lead singer is what I can gather the the rhythm guitarist. Yeah, from, the from back in the day. It's not yeah. the original vocalist. No, it's not. No, no, it's no. gone because oh. they're a four piece now, and the guy singing is playing guitar. And I've seen him now, and he's not like that at all. No, he doesn't look like that at all. Oh. But I will say, "Sound of the Suburbs," I think has one of the best opening lines in a track as well. Oh yeah, same old boring Sunday morning, old man's out washing the car. Yeah. It's an amazing track. Love it. But they have a song. Oh, sorry. It's called Smartphone Junkie. Yeah, 2017. The members, 2017. In the track, he the track is all about how everyone's like stuck to their phone. It's classic old man syndrome. Everyone's stuck to the fucking phones these days. No one's reading the fucking paper on the tube anymore. All that sort of nonsense. Boomer humor. Boomer humor. The, like, your leg wouldn't be sore if you weren't on that phone all the time. Mm. Exactly. That exact mentality. Which, fun fact, like, having been in London recently, that's such a kind of a cliche thing about people like... So many people read the paper on the tube. <laughs> it's such a thing in the yeah, world. I know, I know. But they're all like, everyone's stuck on their fucking phones these days, man. There's a bit in this where, so he, what he does is, the song is all, it's a lament about technology, which like, has, hasn't been <laughs> hasn't been fun for years. No one cares. No. He then lists a load of apps that everyone uses all the time. In inverted commas. Yeah. It's more sort of the fact that I've heard, like, one of the guys from the members says the word grinder and Tinder. That's yeah. kind of mad. Yeah. And then the meter goes to fuck in this yeah, bit and yeah. that's the bit that destroys me because it's like that doesn't fit there's no way you could think that that would fit as, a, as no. a person who's written songs before how can you think that would actually fit and Sid did not die for the meter of this line where this singer from a punk band mm. is talking about apps that people use in a song about how people should put their fucking phones down sorry I forgot to say as well that the song is almost unintelligible you cannot tell what's yeah. going on at all there's it no sounds even worse when you can't see it that these are professional musicians making this recording it's shit the lead singer is playing one of those like electric guitar sitar things D- don't use that on this that's not this isn't the time to pull yeah. that out it just anyway. sounds like it was recorded on like the bottle of water in front of me So the first lines so we've got, I've got the, the icons here: Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook, Snapchat, Tinder, Grinder, Adelfriend Finder. That has a rhythm to it. All going well. Adelfriend Finder being an app that literally no one has ever heard of. No, ever, absolutely, yeah. As well, like, and the only reason they know it is because they're, they're on, on it. it. Like I only got it after I heard about it. <laughs> so. yeah. And then the next line goes like iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Reverb Nation, Bandcamp, Spotify, buy the CD. <laughs> Reverb Nation. Buy the CD. Buy the CD. Oh no. Dear. It goes to Poop Town. Bandcamp isn't one of them type of things either. No. At all. He doesn't understand the internet. These, these, <laughs> these, all these websites offer legitimate services. It's not like fuck people are throwing their lives away, living their lives on Bandcamp. You go into Bandcamp to buy a song and then you go yeah. home. You don't <laughs> He's thinking of like nine gag. If it was like 4chan, Reddit, like grand, okay, people do waste their time on that grand. You know, it's ridiculous. And again, the fact that, the, that they were the band who came up with fucking 
Sound of the Suburbs, and are doing this now, Ugh. is horrible. And Sid did not die for a man in his 50s playing a sitar on a recording where obviously <laughs> no one had heard the track before this pressed record uh, and lists a load of apps, which four apps in, no one's ever heard of the other apps they're talking yeah. about anymore. He ran out of apps. But no, Sid did not die for that nonsense. And I'm very, very upset that that's what their lives are now. But it's so You're obvious right, yeah. that he looked at his phone, saw the icons and go, yeah, those are the ones I'm going to put in. Because he, he had Bandcamp like, and fucking SoundCloud. No one has he them. Literally, he literally, it'd be like, yeah, he was literally like writing the lyrics, got up his phone and was like, I'm stuck for some lines. There's a bit like mm. Nat King Cole doing Route 6. He's like, I just look at a map. He's like, I look at my phone. Okay, so we've got FaceTime, calendar, photos, camera, mail, <laughs> clock, maps, weather, notes, app store, health, wallet, Twitter, Instagram, WhatsApp settings. That actually fit better though than the music. Yeah, it, it was one, two, three o'clock, four, four o'clock, o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're gonna rock around the clock tonight. But Sid didn't die for the members being fucking weird. And again, even in the, if you're if you're taking the time and you're listening to this, which we appreciate it if you are, the the effects in this video are deplorable. They've like edited them into people holding up phones and iPads and things like that it's disgusting. Uh, do if you want if you want to f- have a shit hour, watch this video. Uh, <laughs> shit hour. Shit hour. No, this, this, like when I think about this, I. It, That's it, you. It lingers. Bringing it back, this like we were talking about this at least two years ago, mm. even longer ago than that, and mm. it's still coming back. It was one of those days where we were like, "What are the members doing now?" Mm. Wanting to be like disappointed that they don't do music anymore, and then we were heartbroken, horrified that they, See, do. they still do. That they're still around, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Sid didn't die for any of that nonsense. Jesus, no. I've just been compelled and inspired and influenced by one of my birthday gifts to do a Sid didn't die. People wearing shoes. Yep, yep. Hate them. Thought that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> goodbye <laughs> I was obviously handed a long playing Searchers record this evening As part of the birthday festivities And it was a, a, a sleeve featuring the lineup of Mike Pender, John McNally, Chris Curtis Do I know where this is going? I think you have a pr- This has been on my list for a while as well and so it didn't Oh no way! Yeah. Oh well then, we're going to go, through them it. all And where you're expecting to see the, the man <laughs> To use an incredible phrase I heard recently the man with the face like a kicked-in fridge door. <laughs> uh, yeah, you expect to see the face of the man. No, you expect to see the man with the face like a kicked-in fridge door. The incomparable, uh, insatiable Tony Jackson. Yes. But instead we see, what do you call, like pre, I don't, is there like a, a, a they were opposite of retroactive? Protoactive. Protoactive Freddie Highmore lookalike, Frank <laughs> Allen, I'm going to say. I will say, so we do love Frank. We love Frank, I have a lot He's of time He's no Tony, Frank. but he is, Frank yeah. is Frank. And Frank has lasted he's been with the searchers ever since him yeah. and John McNally seen it went through to, meant to say as well the searchers are one of the longest running bands of all time in terms of they've, they've never actually oh, yeah, broken yeah. up at all which is incredible yeah, yeah, yeah. the searchers and the hollies and the stones are the 360s despite bands. overwhelming opinions that they should break up <laughs> they have refused to do it's so overwhelming unanimous they've seen it through all these years Frank and John McNally are still intact working together Frank is a great lad he's a legend John uh, McNally has never said a word ever never ever ever never ever spoken if Tony had left the band and had been replaced by Frank that would be totally fine you'd be like sorry to see Tony go and Frank would be a welcome addition because he's a great lad and they did some great stuff while he was in the band but the fact that Tony was more or less forced out yeah he was more or less he was more or less bullied out of the band yeah by, you have the face of a mountain please leave the band yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he was Actually, yeah, and his whole fate post the band, actually, I could fucking put into this, didn't I? That he was basically forced out of the band by the sort of, like, sociopathic, megalomaniacal... Standing up. Standing up. Drummer. Dad drummer. <laughs> uh, the dr- yeah, to be fair, the drummer who 
commanded so much of the attention he stood up okay. and not in a stray cat's way in a standing up with a full drum kit and now I think Chris Curtis or Chris Crummy to give him his birth name is a, le- is great, is a legend a legend I love him to bits as yeah. well I think he's a fucking legend from standing up at <laughs> from stand from absolutely destroying every the, the Empire Pool Wembley with uh, the, possibly the most exciting rendition of what I say a stonking rendition uh, the most stonking version of what I say the world has yet to see to managing to turn the third consecutive song he's singing into Hound Dog <laughs> live at that charity do yeah. in that pub in 2004. Oh, no. Chris um, suddenly decided, even though Tony Jackson was kind of sort of the, the, the de facto the lead leader. singer, yeah. uh, he was like, he was the lead singer, he sang on all the um, hits and all that sort of stuff and uh, he brought more of a rocking identity where Chris Curtis started to favour uh, kind of ballads and uh, folk rock sort of stuff, the burgeoning folk rock scene and he basically decided, I've had enough of you singing Tony, I'm going to fucking, basically tried to clamp down Stopping allowing him from singing songs when he'd been the used to be the, had he had been the lead singer of the band he's basically like you're demoted and I don't like any of your ideas you're demoted like, and fired yeah 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 and he he basically made the situation so bad that Tony had to leave mm. and now uh, Chris uh, is not an entirely well man so it has to be seen from both sides he's not a bad man nope. but he behaved badly uh, out badly uh, Tony left you know uh, there's a clip of him in. Um, Murray's Beat Rock Family Trees documentary where he's talking about uh, probably one of the only interviews he ever gave after he left the searchers uh, where he's talking about um, you know after I thought you know uh, uh, I left the band I thought you know I thought you know it'd be no problem you know the phone would ring and I'd you know it'd be the Hollies or uh, Jerry and the Pacemakers or somebody like that it's another, some other group ringing up offering me work he says but the calls never came didn't he get a nose job he that got meant he couldn't sing anymore he got a nose job because he had how did he give a nose job uh, yeah, good luck and God bless Amsterdam. Yeah, he got a nose job because he hated his nose and he was insecure and he thought he was ugly and he got a nose job which didn't it wasn't the right move. He just looked strange after it. But he couldn't then, sing either. Yeah, yeah, damaged his singing voice. Then he want, he started a new band called The Vibrations and the band the the manager of the band insisted that the band be called Tony Jackson and the Vibrations, even though he found that embarrassing. But he was like, "If we don't put your name at the front, nobody's going to give." Sorry, because the marketability the marketability associated with the name Tony Jackson is was just red fucking hot in '65. <laughs> and so the manager claimed it has to be Tony Jackson and the Vibrations, so we have to promote you as Tony X Searchers Jackson, which he found really embarrassing, didn't want to do, and basically within a year or two years released a couple of singles and was playing the working men's clubs and eventually. I think gave it up altogether, except for some kind of. He did do do some sort of like um, again at charity things and all that. But then, and Mike Pender did get him up on stage. Nice uh, in about two thousand and you can always rely on Mike. Yeah, yeah. Mike did get him up on stage. We'll say in two thousand and three, and he did sing "Sweet My Sweet," which was a nice one. But it was a very sad end to someone who like he was on the he'd been, he was on the Ed Sullivan show. Like the, the the second English act after the Beatles to appear on the Ed Sullivan show. Was the Searchers? Uh, yeah, and this like sort of like second biggest selling Liverpool band at that time, apart from the Beatles, like three consecutive number ones, and then overall, I think. Don't look at me with eyebrows raised. Like, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> going to fucking know, mate. I think it was something like well, first first single went going straight into number one, having two or three number ones after that, all of which you're the lead singer on. Then you're on the Ed Sullivan show. Then you get basically. Maneuvered out of the band and uh, you're out of the music business altogether. Haven't had a really sad decline yeah, no, in no, about it's, two it's, years. The Tony Jackson story is brutally sad. It's very sad. It's not because it's not even like a Pete Best thing of like, oh yeah, well, you didn't experience any of it. You're just raging. You missed out. He experienced he all had of that. Top success and of that then, era. 
got fucked out and was a nobody. That's yeah, yeah, brutal. Yeah. And then uh, Horace Panther, the bass player from the specials, is convinced that he saw him in uh, like a TV repair shop or something like that, working there. Grim. And he went in and said, are you Tony Jackson? And the man sort of looked at him and didn't want anything to do with him, but he's convinced it was him. I would like to think that I would recognise Tony Jackson if I did see him in real life, even now. Yeah, 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 because you know? your man Horace said the first band I was into when I was a kid was the Searchers and all yeah, that sort of yeah. stuff. So. No, again, their version of the Hippie Shake did things to me as a child. <laughs> we all know that. But, uh, yeah, so well, sit- I mean, Love Potion number 9, fucking oh, no, sorry, staple no, of the set. As you said before, the Searchers are an incredible band. I know Ross Farley here, the band to my right, does not agree. But that band knew how to pop. They knew how to merge. Popped beat. off. So you're, what you're saying is Sid didn't die for what the universe Happened. did to Tony Jackson. Yeah, yeah basically. Definitely not. Ha- wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't die for this. Bid didn't die for this. Thank you, Sid didn't die for this. So that was, that was Sid didn't die for this. And that was also the last segment on this episode this second international episode we are in a kitchen we're in a house that we've never been in before doing this episode how cool is that we're surrounded by it's amazing the, the table we're at now has two lights hanging above it it's a long table it feels really podcasty the, with this house as well here we walked in and we saw a Wii and we're like that's promising and then we saw a guitar hero guitar stacked on top of the bookshelf <laughs> and Ross we, we one of the days we left one of the things I enjoyed most about this trip so far is we went into town one of the morning around lunchtime and Ross was like I'm gonna stay here we're like, cool, daily. We went to town for the day. We came back. Ross had played the guitar hero the entire day and had completed the campaign in that mm. time, <laughs> which is incredible. My proudest moment. Uh, the, I love that, like, Foggett's Slow Ride is the first song in Guitar Hero 3. Foggett. Foggett. I call them Foggett. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, I know. It's, what is it? Fog Hat or Foggett? Fog Fog it's like Fog what, Patrick Fuggett Patrick Fuggett yeah. Fuggett let's go bowling Anywho That's been this episode live from Amsterdam This We're in the final two days of our time here in Castricum Which has been a long time and also the shortest time of our lives We've, yeah. bought, we've lived, we've loved, we've died, we've been reborn we've, we've sacrificed, we've done so much in this time here I've been Pete I've been Evan I've been Becky I've been Sam I've been Ross And we've been the Zen Arcade reporting from Castricum Reminding you to be rooting Be tooting Be zooting Be... Scooting and always be shooting, but most importantly, be, be kind. kind.